when thinking about um, this lesson, the idea uh, from this lesson um, is not my idea, and, and so I, I want to give credit to the source. I was uh, in Miss Brenda Cook's office one day uh, at the bank, and she had asked me if I'd heard a, a particular song before, and, and I had not heard it. And uh, so I, I went home and, and listened to the song, and I thought, that, that's perfect. Uh, that's, that's what my message is going to be about on Christmas Day. The, the verse that we read just a few minutes ago, you probably noticed uh, that the verse talked about uh, the death of Christ. And uh, Brother Haley, uh, we had not even spoken in my lesson, but his prayer could not have been any more perfect to go along with the lesson. Uh, we, we are in a society that today is focusing on the birth of Christ, uh, but we have gathered to celebrate uh, the death of Christ. And, and so that may be confusing to some, that may be confusing to us. Um, on a day, why are we not talking about the birth of Christ? And hopefully we can, we can talk about that and, and see uh, maybe what the true meaning of, of Christmas is all about. I want to share with you before we begin, though, the lyrics to the song that was shared with me. Um, and the song lyrics, you, you may want to go look up yourself. It, it's worth listening to the song, but the, the lyrics speak so much. It's not just about the manger where the baby lay. It's not all about the angels who sang for him that day. It's not all about the shepherds or the bright and shining star. It's not all about the wise men who traveled from afar. It's about the cross. It's about my sin. It's about how Jesus came to be born once so that we could be born again. It's about the stone that was rolled away so that you and I could have real life someday. It's about the cross. It's not just about the good things in this life I've done. It's not about the treasures or the trophies that I've won. It's not about the righteousness that I find within. It's all about his precious blood that saves me from my sin. It's about the cross. It's about my sin. It's about how Jesus came to be born once so that we could be born again. It's about the stone that was rolled away so that you and I could have real life someday. It's about the cross. Here's my favorite part of the song, and so... If, if you don't pay attention to anything else, make sure you listen to this verse. The beginning of the story is wonderful and great, but it's the ending that can save you, and that's why we celebrate. It's about the cross. It's about my sin. It's about how Jesus to, became, to be born once so that we could be born again. It's about God's love nailed to a tree. It's about every drop of blood that flowed from him when it should have been me. It's about the stone that was rolled away so that you and I could have real life someday. It's about the cross. It's about the cross. When we think about those words, I, I think those words speak volumes on this time of season, but also the reason that we are gathered here today, this morning as we do every first day of the week, to celebrate um, the life of Christ, but, but most importantly the death of Christ. The birth of Christ is an amazing thing. The birth of Christ is a uh, miraculous thing. We, we see very early, even before Christ was born, um, as we read Old Testament uh, prophecy, we see of a, a prophecy of, of one to come that will save uh, a nation uh, 
from sins. We see this Jesus being talked about, being prophesied. And then we see the birth of Christ. The story that you've probably seen maybe on on TV or heard read so many times during this season. And and it absolutely is true that, that we need to remember the birth of Christ and the events that are associated with the birth of Christ. What a wonderful story is the birth of Christ. Let's begin this morning. If you will, open your Bibles up to the book of Matthew. And we are going to spend just a a few moments talking about the birth of Christ. When we think about the events in the book of of Matthew, of all the Gospels really, I've chosen Matthew uh, this morning for us to look at. I want us to look at maybe uh, the reason that we gather together to celebrate Christ. You see, from the very beginning, Christ made claims that he was from God that he had the ability to forgive us of our sins, that he had the power to heal, to raise the dead, to to make the lame healed. Jesus made all of these claims throughout his life. He, He did all of these wonderful works. He claimed to be for God, from God, to be able to forgive us of our sins. And while all of those messages are important, he was not the only that, that were teaching that he was from God. We, we see in Scripture uh, many references uh, to those false teachers, those false prophets. And so we're going to see uh, what makes what Jesus did different. We're going to skip around in Matthew, but I want us to, to see some of the claims that either Jesus made or some of the events in the life of Jesus that truly show us that Christ was not just a man on this earth, that Christ truly was God, that Christ had all the power that he claimed to have had. Because that's what makes the God we serve the God that we serve, is that he does have the power to forgive us of our sins. He has the power to create life. He has the power to give us eternal life. And so if you will, we're going to be skipping around in the book of Matthew, but let's look at some of those ideas that Jesus is not just another human, human, that Jesus is not just some good guy that, that taught a good message, that Jesus truly is God, that Jesus came to this earth, that he walked this earth so that we could have the hope of eternal life in heaven. Beginning in Matthew chapter 1, starting in verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Skipping down, it says, Joseph, son of David. Uh, he, he's being talked to by the angel of the Lord. It says, uh, Do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit, for he will save his people from their sins. There's a reference to one of those prophecies that we talked about. Another example of that true deity of Christ. It says, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Even the name of Christ meant God with us. If you will, flip over just maybe a page, maybe not even a page. But the wise men came saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? Those that were looking for Jesus knew that they were looking for one not born of man, 
but rather one that was actually from God to fulfill those prophecies. Later on in Matthew chapter 7 and chapter 8, we see several references. The very uh, end of, of chapter 7, verse 29, it says that he was teaching them as one who had authority and not as their scribes. Even the way Jesus taught, those that listened could tell there was something different. Chapter 8 Uh, Verse 17, it says, This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He took our illness and bore our diseases. And the things that that Christ did, it should have shown us that he was truly from God. Later on in in chapter 8, verses uh, 28, beginning with verse 28, it says, When he came to the other side, uh, two demon-possessed men met him, coming out of the tombs, so fierce that no one could pass that way. And behold, they cried out, What have you to do with us, O Son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the time? Even the demons knew Christ's power. They knew that Christ was from God. In Matthew chapter 9, it says, That you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said this to the paralytic, Rise, pick up your bed, and go home. We read these many wonderful events, these many wonderful miracles that we see that, that Christ performed while on this earth. And, and while we see those, let us not forget the meaning or the purpose of these acts that he performed. And that was to show that he truly was God, that he had authority on earth to forgive sins. You see, that's the message that Christ preached that we need to be so mindful of Not only this morning, but every day. In Matthew chapter 12, towards the the middle of that chapter, we see uh, that as Jesus was performing these uh, miracles, that some claimed that uh, it it was from the devil that these were able to be done. It says, uh, but Jesus answered them and he says, If it is by the Spirit of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. How wonderful is it to think that Christ made a claim that the kingdom of God was here. As we think about these many events that we just looked at, these many uh, messages that we just looked at, we see very briefly the teaching of Christ. We, We see that message that he taught, that he came to this earth, that he claimed to be God, that he claimed that, that we could have our sins forgiven, that he showed through works that he had the power to forgive those sins, that he answered every question that was brought against him, that he showed us in so many ways that he truly was from God, that he had the power to forgive us of our sins. And then we get to the end of the story. And when we think about those verses, we think about that moment in which Jesus was tried, was wrongly accused, was nailed to the cross... And this man that had been teaching wonderful things, who had claimed to be our Savior, was hung between two thieves, was shamefully ridiculed, was beaten, a crown of thorns placed upon his head, mockery written above the cross that he was nailed to. And as he hung there and others looked on, Many believed that it was, in fact, too good to be true. 
that maybe he really didn't have the power that he claimed to have. And then Jesus uttered those words, and he said, It is finished. And he gave his last breath. As we think about the ending to this story, we have two options when we look at the end of the story. We can look at his death and we can stop where we just stopped. In fact, many did that soon after Christ was crucified. If you will, flip to the very end of the book of Matthew in chapter 28. Beginning in verse 11, it says, While they were going, behold, some of the guard went into the city and told the the chief priest all that had taken place. And when they had assembled with the elders and taken counsel, they gave a sufficient sum of money to the soldiers and said, Tell people, his disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So they took the money and did as they were directed. And this story has been spreading among the Jews to this day. You see, even moments after Christ rose from the dead, there were those that didn't want to believe that Christ was from God, that Christ had the ability to rise from the dead, that Christ had the ability to defeat death. There were those who didn't want that message to be true. And even through the attempts to... Uh, bribe and to pay off those guards that were there at the tomb, the truth could not be hidden. The truth could not be done away with. You see, even in our day and time, there will be those that try to disprove the fact that Jesus lived and died for our sins, that he was actually from God and was, in fact, God. The fact by itself that Jesus died in the manner in which he died does not save us. As we read that event in the life of Jesus, he hung between two thieves. Those thieves were crucified in the exact same manner that Christ was crucified. And yet the blood that they shed will not wash away our sins. To this day, the reason we celebrate Christ... The reason we have gathered together to, uh, even this morning, to partake of, of the bread and the fruit of the vine, to remember that sacrifice, is because there was something different about Christ. While the world may tell us that it was just another individual, we know the truth. We rejoice in the fact that Christ did rise from the dead, that that stone was rolled away. And that Christ walked out of that tomb. For this reason, we celebrate on the first day of every week. Because Christ did rise from that grave. In the text that that we begin with this morning, we heard the story of Mary and Martha who went to the tomb. They went to mourn the death of Jesus. However, instead of the death, they found life. Instead of the stone standing between them and the Savior, the stone was gone and the Savior was among them. Instead of losing a loved one, they found life through one that had died. Today, December 25th, 2016, we gather to worship a God that we have chosen 
to live our life for? Why? Why are we here this morning? Why have we gathered to celebrate the life of Christ and to worship our God? The answer to that question is because we know the truth. We know that on the third day, Christ rose from the dead. We know that that tomb was found empty. We know that the truths that were seen that day that Christ died, that day when that tomb was found empty, those same truths that appeared to Mary and Martha, that appeared to the disciples, that truth that later would ascend to heaven, that truth that our Savior was born, that our Savior lived, that our Savior died, but then, oh, how glorious our Savior defeated death. That truth that was true then is true today and will be true forever. Our Savior is not found in a tomb, is not found in an empty tomb. Our Savior is found in heaven. How wonderful is the truth that Mary and Martha first found at that tomb when looking for death, they found life. Today, many of us will gather with friends and family. We'll celebrate this, this wonderful holiday. My challenge to you today and the rest of this holiday season is that every time you hear a song on the radio or that you hear someone mention the birth of Christ, I challenge you to smile and be grateful for those wonderful events. But smile a little bit bigger because of the death and the resurrection. As the song says, it's all about the cross. The beginning of the story is great and wonderful, but it's all about the cross. The blood that was shed on that day to wash away my sins. That's why I smile when I think about the life of Christ. The next time that we gather on the first day of the week to worship God will be the first day of a new year. We will meet together Wednesday evening, but the next time that we gather in here for a first day of the week session, service to worship God will be a new year. As you think about the end of the year, I want you to ask yourself one question this morning. Do you need an end to your old life so that you can be ready for the beginning of a new life? This morning as you celebrate the holiday, as you celebrate the birth, the life, the death, and the resurrection of Christ... Do you want your old life to be buried in that tomb and a new life to be resurrected? The great thing is that can happen. You see, because of that death and because of that resurrection, we're told that we can have our version of those events. That just as Christ died to his old life, to his former life. 
we too can repent and put away our sins. As Christ was was placed in the tomb after he had breathed his last breath, after the blood that was shed to wash away our sins, just as Christ was laid in that tomb, we too can be buried. We're buried in the waters of baptism. And that blood that Christ shed washes away our sins. After we're immersed, just as Christ was covered in that tomb, as Christ rose on the third day, to prove that everything that He taught was true, that we could be forgiven of our sins, just as that was true, we too will come up out of the water of baptism with a new life, having crucified or having sacrificed our old life. The sin is washed away, and we can once again be clean, be pure, be free from sin, and live the life that God would have us to live. There's no greater gift that anyone will receive today than that gift that was given over 2,000 years ago. The gift that is the life, the death, the resurrection of Christ, the hope. If you've never received that gift, what a wonderful day to receive it. A day when gifts are on our mind, when gifts are something that we probably think about. What a greater gift could one have than that gift that God gave us many, many years ago. Or maybe you have received that gift, but you've fallen back into to some of your old ways and, and you've begun uh, to live a life that you know is not one that God would be pleased. You know it's not the life that, that Christ died on the cross for. You know that it's not a life that's worthy of the love of God. Just as we talked about Wednesday evening, that dollar bill that never loses value. In God's eyes... We will never lose value, no matter where we've been, no matter what we've done. That gift that he gave over 2,000 years ago is just as valuable today. It's just as effective today. What greater gift than for us to give our lives to God, to be what God wants us to be? If you're ready to take that gift that God offered over 2,000 years ago, if you're really ready to truly tell the world, you know what? Everything that my God said, everything that Jesus said is absolutely true. I want my sins forgiven because I want to live eternally with God in heaven. There's not a better day than today. End this year by ending your old life of sin so that when 2017 arrives, if it does... You're a new creature with a new life, ready to live a new year until we can all see our new home with Christ in heaven. If you need any encouragement, if you need prayers, if you just need a hug, if you just need someone to put an arm around your neck, whatever that need may be this morning, while we're inadequate to meet those needs, God is 100% able to meet any need that we have. Bring those needs to Him. And don't forget 
as the song said, it's all about the cross. If we can do anything to assist you this morning, come right now while together we stand and while we sing to encourage you.